Hi, everybody. This is Adriana Trajani. I'm the host of You Are What You Read. I have the privilege of interviewing luminaries of our times about the books that shaped them from childhood until now. We get everybody from Sarah Jessica Parker to Kristen Hanna, Mitch Albom, Susie Essman, Craig Ferguson, Rain Wilson, Amor Tolls, you name it, they come, they share. New episodes of You Are What You Read drop every Tuesday on Apple, Spotify, or any major streaming platform wherever you listen to your podcasts. Hey guys, welcome to the Donna and Steve Experience. It's My Talk 1071, where talk is fun. Yeah. Oh yeah. Feels fun. Feels real fun. I just listened to Jason's review of Oppenheimer. I know you saw it as well, Steve. Oh, what did he think? Liked it, didn't love it. Right? Is that accurate, Holly? Yes. That feels fair. Yeah. Um, you know what's funny? I was, I was reading some of the reviews yesterday about Oppenheimer. Oppenheimer slightly ahead of Barbie in the Rotten Tomatoes rating as we're one day out from you know the Barbie Oppenheimer showdown. Barbie's going to win at the box office this weekend. Um, there, but th- set that aside. Uh, there were some people on Oppenheimer saying it was Christopher Nolan's best movie of his career. Um, s- many, well, I should say several of the. If I read ten reviews, there were this handful that were talking about this being the best movie so far of the year and likely to be the best movie of the year by year's end. I don't. I, let me say this, and I need. To, <laughs> I need to make a confession in a little vulnerable moment, so I would ask that you all reserve your judgment and make this a safe place for me. Agreed? Okay. Eh, we'll see. When I started hearing about the movie Oppenheimer by Christopher Nolan that I saw earlier this week, when I heard about it months ago, I was like, huh, that's that's interesting. And I feel like I kind of have heard that word before, Oppenheimer. And that's sort of where my brain stopped and so it wasn't until yesterday that i was looking at <laughs> oppenheimer reviews where someone said this is a biopic like only christopher nolan could do it and then it dawned on me oh it, it was a biopic it's a it's a biopic about robert oppenheimer right and call me silly i didn't know that I didn't, I didn't, I didn't think of that going in. And the reason I mentioned that is, had I known that, I think I would have gone in with slightly different expectations. I like I the think movie. That's kind I of what a... Jason was saying was that it's more about the man, sure, than it is about the actual bomb. It's like a study. It's a character study. But Steve, you thought that this was a fictional no story no oh, no yeah. not okay. right. no, then i would have well, to judge well well <laughs> let me can i hedge my bet here um not entirely as time went on just peripherally you learn oh this is like about someone who creates the atom bomb i just don't know if i knew if if you had said to me um before press started about this movie who is Robert Oppenheimer? I don't know that I would have had an answer for you. Now, had you said, mentioned the name Heisenberg, for whatever reason, perhaps mm-hmm. more notorious, you could argue, that name would have been in my head associated with big bombs. Yeah, okay, that's that's fair. That's, so, yeah. I didn't you know if there was going to be... a long time, you know. Well, I didn't know if there was going to be like a, a fictional, like a, a, a mashup of fiction and nonfiction here. Like the jumping off point is 
the development of the atomic bomb, and then also some, you know, Christopher Nolan, really cool, big action fiction stuff. But it really was a character study in Robert Oppenheimer. And the more time I have away from it and, you know, framing it as a biopic, it it was really well done. But I'm, I'm with Jason in that I landed like around... In eight out of ten, I left the movie. I was like, "This is anywhere between like a seven point seven five or an eight point two five. And I landed like an eight out of ten. It well, was it was good. I liked it. I won't ever watch it again. Right? That's what he said. It's three hours. I mean, what am and, I, and what the am other I doing? thing is um, that it shot. Remember, we were talking about Matthew Perry's book, and I said he's got this weird way of writing. Like he jumps around a lot. It, sure. Jason pointed out that it's not a linear. It film, is not. So it's hard to follow. So it might be a good idea to Google a little bit of information going in. You don't have to do a deep dive. You know, and it's always so good when you hear, don't, isn't it one of the most comforting things to hear after you've watched a movie that you have found difficult to track when you, the lights go up and the other person that you're with says, boy, that was kind of confusing. <laughs> then you you feel seen, you feel safe. You're like, good. I'm, I'm not the only she said idiot it first. here. Yeah. yeah, yeah, exactly right. Yeah. But but some of those reviews on Rotten Tomatoes were saying this is very heady. It's very academic. It's very uh, you, you know you're you're dealing with physics and all sorts of weird things that frankly the common person just doesn't understand or have a good working knowledge of. But even with that. All that jargon and blah, 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 blah. At some points in the movie, they could just be saying, well, Bork and Shdork and Dork. And I'd be like, good. That makes as much sense as what you said in English. <laughs> but to their credit, they still tell a, a, a captivating story. And again, no spoilers, but it's, you know, you know, an atomic bomb is going to go off at one point. Yeah. And his Christopher Nolan's ability to build the anticipation is really well done. So the directing is amazing, I bet. For sure. Oh, by the way, remember, we we didn't say this on air yesterday. I said this movie has so many different shots in it. If you walk down a hall, uh, yeah. they must have had to reset the camera eight different times because they just, Christopher Nolan has this really great artistic way of shooting things. Come to, I said it must have taken forever to shoot this movie. Mm-mm. 57 days. How about that? A quick shoot in a relatively small budget. $100 million production budget, which is relatively small in the world of big-budget Hollywood movies these days. So I was impressed by that. Nolan, apparently, a very, very efficient filmmaker. Clearly. I mean, especially because there's no... Right? There aren't any effects. This is like... This is practical effects. Got it. Yeah, meaning no CGI. Yeah. Okay. Wild. That is insane. And the moment of the bomb going off... He does something that you don't, you would not expect. Okay. And I thought it was well, good storytelling. It was, it was, it was a cool thing to do. I have a stupid question. Sure. So, Christopher Nolan directed the Dark Knight trilogy. That's correct. Other than the Dark Knight, Batman, the Dark Knight. What else? What were the other two? Oh, so you had Batman Begins, yep. which was okay. the first one. Okay, that looked that really, really good. good. Then you had The Dark Knight. Yeah. Then The Dark Knight. And then The Dark Knight Rises, yeah. Rise of Lights. Mm-hmm. Okay, so I think the only one I haven't seen in its entirety is Batman Begins. But I remember I started watching it 
for whatever reason. I think it was on TV. This was like years ago. Basic sure. cable classic. Yeah. TNT. And I was like, <laughs> wow, this is actually really good. And then the phone rang, and then I got distracted sure. and never watched it. So. And then it was months ago. Yeah, yes. now she's just moved on. Yeah, I mean, this is years ago. I've never oh. seen. I've never seen it. So I think that's something that I need to go back and do. You would like it. Okay. Yeah. You know what I haven't seen? I haven't seen Tenet uh, of Christopher Nolan. I haven't seen Interstellar, and I haven't seen Dunkirk. Oh, so Dunkirk's I have three good. Nolan movies that I need to see. By the way, back to work, everybody. Somebody won Powerball. So no! whatever whatever plans you were making to live a new life and just go out on your own and flip all your coworkers off, um, somebody won. And it was actually the second time in eight months that a California player hit all Damn it. six Powerball numbers, winning the jackpot of over $1 billion. My understanding is it was an individual ticket. That's wow. great. I'm happy for them. <laughs> well Me done, too. Holly. Good job. <laughs> Way to go. Hey, but Congrats. get this, Donna. You might be excited. Maybe call your friends. Maybe it was one of your uh, pals or your family members. Two Powerball lottery tickets sold in New Jersey, and then a separate one in Pennsylvania matched five numbers, wow. which gets you a $1 million prize. So either one of us could have a family member who's... You're D right, sister. ...who's nice and rich now. All right, great. Uh, we got to go, but when we come back... I thought this was interesting. SAG-AFTRA is going to allow 39 films to continue shooting during the strike. We'll have more on that when we return. It's Donna and Steve on My Talk. Hey, friends, what's up? It is Stevie Boy from my buddies over at Shanhassen Dinner Theaters. Hey, you know why I'm excited? I finally got tickets squared away to see Jersey Boys at Shanhassen Dinner Theaters uh, Friday, July 28th, if you're going to be out there, come say hello. It's going to be a party. It's going to be great. I'm so excited to see it. We had travel and all this sort of stuff that had really complicated us getting there. It's one of Lou and my favorite places to go. We just love the whole experience. It's like a stress-free night. Parking is a breeze. You go in. You're just greeted with a warm, cozy environment. And then you get dinner. You get a show. Dessert delivered at intermission. What do you want? I mean, it's just a great night. And everybody loves Jersey Boys. Folks are just saying, oh my gosh, what a great show. Frankie Valley and the Four Seasons. All of those songs, those stories come to life. Uh, of course, they have a great rotating concert series, live music all the time at Jan Hassan. You can get those tickets at chanhassendt.com and Stevie Ray's Comedy Cabaret, Improv Comedy, Friday, Saturday nights, chanhassendt.com. Donna and Steve here on My Talk 107.1. Everything entertainment. Woo! So this is kind of interesting because even though writers and actors are on strike, Steve, Mm -hmm. some projects can continue as long as they are truly independent. Mm. The Actors Union, of course, SAG-AFTRA, has given approval to 39 indie productions to keep on shooting. They include things like this Paul Rudd and Jenna Ortega film called Death of a Unicorn. As a father and daughter who run over a unicorn with their car, as Uh-oh. one accidentally does on occasion. Sure, been there. Drive <laughs> up north once or twice and it happens. Uh, there's an Anne Hathaway st- uh, story called Mother Mary. There's one Mary? about your friend Jesus called The Chosen. And there are other actors who have projects on the exemption list like Matthew McConaughey, uh, Sigourney Weaver, Rebel Wilson, Mark Wahlberg. Mel Gibson. Um, But Bob Odenkirk has something to say about this. Bob? Bob! 
Um, he so a reporter caught up with him. He was on a picket line and they asked him what he thought about actors working during the strike. And he was like, no, don't. It's a strike. Be on strike. You lose. We lose. Everybody loses. Uh, that's tough bleep. The S word. He said, sometimes you have to do the hard thing. Then another person on the uh, picket line was like, if some of us are starting new projects and promoting others, that's going to cause dissension. We need the opposite. We need solidarity. Hmm. They got some good points there. Yeah. I mean, if you're on strike, be on strike. You got you've got to stick together. Hollywood Reporter, by the way, has a fuller look at what's on the negotiating table right now between the union and the Alliance of Motion Picture and TV Producers. Mm-hmm. It's like this 12-page document. There are like some counter proposals that they find very insulting. Hmm. One person said, they hate us. They just hate us. <laughs> <laughs> so we'll, we'll dig into that a little bit more maybe at 11 o'clock uh, this morning. But you yeah, know- this is tough. That's interesting too. I don't. I don't know. I don't know who I would agree with there. Um, let's pick two names out: Rebel Wilson or Bob Odenkirk. Rebel Wilson, if she's on a project that you can continue to work on, or Bob Odenkirk, who's like, no, we all got to stick together. But a strike is a strike. But if there are exceptions that don't fall under the strike, then that's that work is not struck. And in theory. In theory, could you be under breach of contract if you didn't show up to oh, okay, okay. that movie? That's, uh, that's that, a that's valid set. point. But that's... it's interesting to know that any of them are even um, okay, that there is an exempt list. I would, I would not want to be a person with a target on my back to fellow actors you know what I mean? Like, could this affect your future? There are actors who are also, I don't know, have production companies. Yeah, sure. That's I don't. I point. wouldn't want to be blacklisted. If everybody at this radio station were on strike, let's say, except Rocco, mm-hmm. because he's more production than he is, I'd still... I'm Bradley Trainer, And I'm Don McClain. We have a podcast called Blinded by the Item. A blind item is gossip about a celebrity with their name left out. It's a guessing game, and you can play along. The item might be like, this A-list star carries a Birkin bag worth more than the average person's house to the gym to work out. Pretty sure that's J-Lo. And P.S. The person behind all of this is Chris Jenner, LLC. We drop a new episode every weekday so the fun never ends. Blinded by the Item. Listen wherever you get podcasts and watch us on the Blinded by the Item YouTube channel. I would have a problem with that. I'd be like, who, what, whose team are you on, man? Not that know. we would ever do that. Wait, are we unionized? No. Um, I don't know. I don't know. Uh, you know, they're, they have money on the line for that, too. And again, if it's not, if you're not a scab, what, what Bob Odenkirk is saying, and he has a legal background, he's a lawyer on television, <laughs> it, it, it's just, you're not a scab, you're not crossing the picket line, it's exempted work. And so, I don't know, I, I get what he's saying, we, we need solidarity, Cool. I, yeah, I, I totally understand where he's coming from with that. And I also can empathize with where the people who are on projects that are allowed to move forward are just like, well, we're going to move forward as well, long Especially as we can. people who 
don't have a lot of money. Absolutely. Like, how are these people paying their bills? If right. this goes on for a long time, how are people paying their mortgages? And I'm not talking about the super rich ones. Right. Well, and that's been discussed in as much mm-hmm. as there has been scuttlebutt and word that the studios are essentially going to wait until that point mm-hmm. arrives until they're going to come seriously to the negotiation table. Like, that was a thing a week or two ago. Right. That the studios were going to wait until folks start losing their houses and can't pay their bills. That's gross. That's it, so it, gross. Mm-hmm. Yeah. And that there's also a point of contention looking ahead uh, when we dig a little bit deeper. A lot of TV shows, oftentimes for an entire series, will shoot on location. Mm-hmm. Okay, so they'll someone has to just up and go to Canada for the duration of the series, the shooting of the right. series. They give them, I think, something like four to eight thousand dollars for that. That's it for the life of the series. Not every season. Once, one time, that's what they get for a um oh, what do they call it? a relocation fee? That doesn't include, I mean, four to eight thousand dollars. That's not gonna keep you renting a house. You know, things are expensive. And then there's airfare to fly back and forth to see your spouse, your your kids, all that stuff. So there's there's a there's a lot of things on that they need to discuss and figure out. Thank you. Complicated. Complicated. Get talking. Yeah. Come yeah. On. I'd like it Let's if they it. were talking more. That would just feel, it would feel good to hear of some more substantial updates. Yeah. Like have a town meeting. What are you doing? Yeah. <laughs> Get everybody in there. You know, the people. What are, are you doing? <laughs> yeah. Uh, anyway, speaking of TV, very quickly, I watched episode one of The Last Thing He Told Me on Apple, um, Apple Plus. Apple TV Plus. There you go. Um, On the recommendation of one Mr. Matt Belanger from Five Eyewitness News. Oh, you're Mm. still taking recommendations from him. You know what happened, Thought he burned the bridge. Yeah. (laughs) Uh, Normally, I'm like, oh, man, you don't have the best taste in television content. But I did get a few emails from people saying, you know what? It's a really good book. And they recommended it. So I watched episode one. I'm not totally against it yet. It feels a little, to me, a little lifetime-y, if that makes sense. Oh. You know what I mean? Like, you know how, how you recognize those lifetime sure. actors? Yeah, um, yeah. Jennifer Garner is the star of this one, and, and she's fine. It's just, I don't know. I feel like there's some miscasting in it, but I am intrigued by the story. It's a very interesting story. She, her husband just kind of disappears, takes off, leaves her with his kid, uh, her stepdaughter, and something happens at their place of business. And she's. it's basically a mystery. It's a mystery. It's fine, though. If you're into that kind of thing. True story, did you say? No. I don't think so. Based, on a, based on a book. Fiction, Listen. I believe. I'll get you back know, to you. I, I don't know. I, I saw Oppenheimer. I wasn't sure what it was. <laughs> fiction, nonfiction, a merge of the two, we're fan just, fiction. We're 
just living in an illusion anyways. Don't worry about yeah. it. We're we all go. holograms. Holly's we're not even here. Yeah, baby. We're lip syncing right now. <laughs> we recorded this months ago. Absolutely. We'll be back. It's Don and Steve on my talk. Well, hey there, my buddies. It's uh, Stevie Boy for the Canopy Group. You know, as you set out to explore Minnesota this summer, I was outside this morning. It's beautiful, like no humidity. Really, really pretty right now. Um, as you're traveling about, maybe you are this week. Look at this. There are 234 cities in Minnesota with populations over 2,500. The Canopy Group has clients in all but seven of them. Why is that important? Well, because the Canopy Group's experience in all these Minnesota cities gives them a unique edge in getting you the best home and auto insurance coverage at the very best price. Remember, the Canopy Group offers 16 insurance companies for a reason, to match your specific situation, including your zip code, where you live, with the absolute best insurance company for you. And this is done for you every year because your situation might change and the insurance company's appetites might change as well. This experience working all throughout Minnesota provides thousands of Canopy Group clients the peace of mind knowing that the Canopy Group is always working for them. You can start saving on your home and auto today. Visit thecanopygroup.com. Welcome back. You're listening to Donna and Steve on My Talk 107.1, where talk is fun. Am I right, Steve? You're so right, Donna. Thanks, You're Steve. always right, though. Thanks, man. Thank you, sis, sister, <laughs> lady. <laughs> Try hard. Have we asked this before? Have I asked? Uh, is it if a if if a guy mm-hmm. hypothetically me? Mm-hmm. I feel like I've asked this before, but I forget the answer. If I came in and the two of you were in the studio, uh-huh. and I said, "Hey, girls," doesn't bother me. Doesn't bother no. you, Holly? I saw a grimace. Yeah, I'm on the fence about that one. Okay. It's one it, of those things. I'm not going to complain openly, but inside, I will wince. <laughs> <laughs> yeah, um All right. I don't like being called a lady. Oh, you don't wait, 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 wait. Sounds so if I came old. in and said, Hi, "Hey ladies. ladies." I I would prefer dudes. Yeah. <laughs> dudes? Okay. Yeah, Steve. Dudes. That's cooler. Yeah. And you've got the jean jacket, so that feels like uh, I'm thinking of Ken right now uh-huh. in uh in in Barbie. He's a dude. Yeah. Yeah, dude? I don't I don't have a problem with it. Let me ask this. How do you feel about, hey guys? Love it. Yeah, that's fine. That's I'm, fine. I'm, we're in the Midwest. Yeah, it's a common greeting. It is a common greeting, but I but guys generally, male, mm. and I'm thinking if the what if the 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 colloquialism the common thing that we said upon greeting a group would be, hey ladies, all right ladies listen up. Like if the boss is in there, all right guys listen up. But if the guy if they said if it was ladies, you know isn't that weird? Isn't it weird that we say yeah, guys and not like, ladies for a group? I don't like listen up followed by ladies. I mean, yeah, following the I'll word ladies. I'll tell you ladies. what I don't like. <laughs> you know what I hate? You know what I you ever wonder? <laughs> the other day I was out in the hall, and I, I don't even know who it was. I don't know who it was because I didn't make eye contact. They were talking to somebody else. But they did. They said something, and I thought, mm, I don't like that. I, I just feel like that's office jargon that feels annoying. And it was, how are we doing? To a single person. <laughs> I don't like when they plural the individual. Using the royal we. I didn't like it, and it didn't feel royal. It felt douchey. <laughs> okay. You know? The douchey we. The douchey we. <laughs> That's funny. Everybody's got their issues. You know, your wife doesn't like when you respond to things 
Sure. Sure. If I text her back and she says, can you stop at Target? And I say, sure. She feels that's a little cold. And I feel like I hear that as sure. That's how I write it. Yeah. I mean, everybody's got their thing. I have a friend who hates the thumbs up. Like if so, if somebody says something, let's just say you're driving and you see it and you just hit the thumbs up thing and because you don't have time. Yeah. Hates it. Because it feels lazy, that Dismissive? text response. I don't know. A little lazy. You know what? I used to work with somebody um, who would, in the same way that Lou doesn't like when I text, sure, this person would, you might write an idea and send it to them or whatever, and then they would respond, that's fine. And I thought, oh, yeah, yeah, yeah. Why didn't you just yeah. say you hate it? Now I feel like you're just, all right, yeah. if we, if, to me, I hear, if we must, but in this person's head, it was like fine was a good thing. Like that's affirmative. Like that's fine. We can do that. I And this is not a lie. Toward the end of my time at this particular job, I penned an email, a well-meaning email. And I wrote the whole thing and said right after this person had sent a note to a group with a that's fine response. And I was like, hey just me to you i just feel like this might read a little bit differently i i know your heart i know that you don't mean it in this way but i think it can read a little cold a little dismissive a little okay if we have to and i know you don't mean that and so i'm just throwing that out there and if you feel like you want to alter it cool and if you want to dismiss this cool you know what i did I, i deleted that email I never sent that oh, email. Oh, yeah. I probably wouldn't because then that sound, that feels a little douchey, too. Like, okay. who are yeah. you? Mm-hmm. Yeah. However, if you said that to your wife in response to can you pick up some whatever at Target and you went fine, she'd probably choke you. Yeah. <laughs> we would never see Steve again. Yes, never again to That's be seen. That's fine. Yeah, we call, I call fine the F word in, in the, this house. When the kids respond to their parents or their aunt and uncle or whatever with a, um, hey, I need you to, I need Grayson, I need you to take out that trash. If he says, fine, we have to stop and mm-hmm. start again. Mm-hmm. Because I feel like the word fine in, in that sort of a dynamic, student to teacher, whatever, is rooted in disrespect. Sure. I feel like it's just like, fine, I'll do it. Whereas they might really just mean like, fine. But I, I have a distaste for that word in general. And so then it's like, we can replace that with, okay, mom, or okay, dad, but don't find me. Yeah. Uh, 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 no, fine. <laughs> uh, uh, uh. Same you, thing I do to the dog, I now do to the kids. Uh, uh. You've hey. been warned. Thank you. By the way, we, um, just to confess something here again. Is wow, it about so you, the dog? Do you have something to say about your dog? Uh, no. Okay. Something to say about my children. Okay. Actually, maybe I should read a couple of texts that my wife sent me yesterday. Are you sure you want to do this? It's a safe you, space, but that... <laughs> are you sure? Do you think it's going to make people view us differently? No, I think it might upset your wife. <laughs> well, she didn't have it. All right, shoot. Hit us. Mm-hmm. I get a text. this is so funny too because uh i was telling don about these memes that i've seen online where one person like let's say you have a stay-at-home mom it's it's in this context 
stay-at-home mom is there's this picture of her at home pillows cushions are off of the couch there are toys everywhere the dog's ripping the pillow apart and she's changing a diaper and then smash cut to uh in, in these situations then their partner driving home from work like i'm walking on sunshine yeah. singing along in the car <laughs> windows down yeah. and just that dichotomy so here's what we had yesterday uh we're finishing up Uh oh actually we, we were at work so we were yucking it up third hour of the show having a good time Lou sends these <laughs> two successive texts in a row. Our children have lice. <laughs> that was the first one with no. some emojis. Well, oh no. And then the next one, and I'm just going to read it as written so it makes just as much sense to you, listener, <laughs> as it did to me. Rex is the name of our dog. Oh. So, our children have lice is number one. Number two. And Rex pooped on the bed in the kids' room. Okay, the floor, my closet, and there's a spot outside of Addie's room. <laughs> and I just wrote back 20 minutes later, on the bed or on the floor, and holy crap. So yesterday, as I was, uh, nice. Grayson was going to bed, he said, today was a weird day. And then he paused and he said, like six hours of it was lice. <laughs> so what we did was, I have to tell you, Donna, you will, you, will, you will chastise me for this, and maybe you too, Holly. But I just took a picture of the <gasps> lice, not of lice, of the lice kit that I picked up from Target. Okay. Called NYX Ultra Shampoo oh, All-in-One Lice Treatment. Classic. Mm-hmm. <laughs> I had never dealt with this before, so I didn't know it was. And I, I took a picture and I just said, just another fun shopping trip to Target and just showed the <laughs> lice thing. I, I'm telling you, the amount of messages that I got yesterday on Instagram, and so many of them were the same. So many included this word. No. (laughs) And I thought, am I reading the same message over and over again? These were like copy and paste everybody like, oh, no, I'm so sorry. Oh, no. (laughs) So Lou then went through and applied this stuff after she and I orangutan like checked each other for lice. (laughs) Uh, She just sat each kid and one at a time. She's very thorough. And we thought she might be a little better suited for detail oriented. You want to be in these jobs. And she was going through and looking for nits and eggs and lice. They're all three different things, these nits and eggs. and li- It's like three different forms. Lice is bad. Lice are alive. They're jumping and all that kind of stuff. <laughs> the nits and the eggs are, are rooting, and they want to grow and become lice and live their own lives. Ew. Mm-hmm. Now I want to go watch YouTube videos to see what this is like. <laughs> <laughs> That's an interesting thing to say after. <laughs> yeah, I know. But I have to, I'm going to give a shout out to a business that we did not patronize, but boy, a lot of people told me about, oh my gosh, don't do that. Just go see the Minnesota Lice Lady, not Minnesota Nice, Minnesota Lice Lady. She has a spot in Apple Valley. There's Uh, a moniker I'd never want. (laughs) I thought it was creative. (laughs) Uh, Look who's here, the Minnesota Lice Lady. But apparently they go through strand by strand of your hair. They're pros. They deal with it every day. It it causes no concern for them. They're like, all right, here we go. There's a 60-day guarantee that they get all the nits, all the eggs, and all the lice out. And so next time, maybe... Maybe we'll do that. Or if in the coming days we see little nits and eggs, then we might be taking a trip to the Minnesota Lice Lady. Mm. I would be fumigating my house yeah. right now. Wash all your stuff. You've got couch cushions. You've got fluffy carpet. Yep. Mm. Mm-hmm. We, we used a sanitize 
button on the washer and dryer yesterday, which we had never used before. I've never used before. mine either. I used it's it yesterday. That's a good one. Okay. I guess. All I know is it takes your wash time from like 45 minutes to 111. Wow. Same thing with the drying. But yeah, we were, it was just cycles of God bless Lou for doing all the, the real dirty work of combing and going through. I checked Rex for lice. I don't know, guys. Your guess is as good as mine. He's got light hair. He seemed to enjoy me inspecting him. He was like, well, this is kind of nice. I was like, look at all this extra attention yeah. I'm getting today. He's Aww. being very detail-oriented in his scratching. This is good. <laughs> Bring on the nits. All right, well, good luck with all that. Thanks. Bye. We'll, we'll take a break. We're out of time. Um, we are out of time. How about this, though? <laughs> Schadenfreude. Schadenfreude is sort of taking joy at someone else's misfortune. And I had a touch of that with something that happened to J-Lo oh. yesterday in Studio City, California. And, of course, cameras were there to capture it all. I'll tell you what happened when we return. It's Donna and Steve on my talk. Oh, hello. It's Donna, a member of Spire Credit Union. You know what? Spire's got loans to borrow for any purpose. Spire finances new or used vehicles, for example. And they make that process easy. They get the loans done fast. They've got low rates to get you more car for your money. Remember, you do not have to finance with the dealer. Shop around. Make sure you check out Spire. In fact, Spire also offers extended warranty plans with better coverage and at a lower cost than the dealers. And listen to this. Spire has an auto refinance guarantee where they'll guarantee to beat your non-Spire auto loan rate or they will give you 50 bucks. Just ask Aspire rep for more information on that. Aspire's been in the business since the 1930s. They've got 22 branches in the metro in Minnesota. The newest location is in Golden Valley. You could find out more at myspire.com. Aspire is insured by NCUA, an equal housing opportunity lender. All right, we're back. Donna and Steve on my talk 1071 where talk is fun and where if you see something you should say something so let's do it hey if you see something say something oh that is catchy huh time for if you see something say something with Donna and Steve if you see something say something come on and party tonight uh, <laughs> High notes. Yes. Uh, Jennifer Lopez. Ever heard of her? She had something happen to her yesterday that I just, I don't know. It was kind of just funny to watch because they live in a, how much is the house that they bought worth? Like $150 million or something insane that oh, she and Ben just moved into. I see where you're Every, going. Everything's beautiful. Yeah. Everything's lovely. Sure. They've got multiple properties. They travel whenever they want. Life is good. It's good. So when you see something bad happen to them, but innocently bad, there is a, there is a touch of schadenfreude. And, of course, you know I speak many languages, Donna. Schadenfreude is German for taking pleasure in someone else's misfortune. Mm, that doesn't sound like a good word. I know, <laughs> but it's out there. Here's what happened. J-Lo yesterday in Studio City, California, went to the gym, working out. But the paparazzi happened to be there, so she gets let out of this car, 
and car service, and then boom, she just jogs quickly to the door. All right, I'm going in. You know, I need to get into my bar class or whatever. Except she's pulling on the door. She's locked out. Her her ID card or whatever isn't working. This happened to me at Bed Bath & Beyond. They had already shut down for good. It was a really sad day for me. What are you going to do with those coupons, Donna? I know, that giant coupon the size of like a novelty check. Donna, two fists pounding on the door. Whoa! I got the coupon under my arm. It was sad. Anyway, I feel her pain. Continue. So, stars, they're just like us. There she is, locked out. And, of course, the paparazzi are there. And there was just something funny about watching her now leaned, leaned against the side wall outside of the door, waiting for someone from the inside to come and let J-Lo in. Is it wrong of me? Is it bad of me that I found that mildly enjoyable to watch? No. On the flip side, she came out afterward. The paparazzi were still there. And she, <laughs> as she got back into the SUV, she told the paparazzi, go away, bleep you. Bye. Oh my God. So maybe she was. So they waited for like an hour. Oh, for for sure. For her to come out. I mean, oh, what a horrible way to make a living. And it was the it was the TMZ kind of footage. So you know, TMZ was like, Hey, we got J Lo, we know where she is. And Harvey was probably licking his chops, like, All right, now ask her about getting locked out. And she was like, Uh uh, not doing it. Bleep you. Bye. Oh my gosh. No, here's what I find interesting and I, I thought this is where you were going with the story is ooh, if I had that kind of money there Thanks. would be a personal trainer at my personal gym at my mansion sure so many times a week mm-hmm. I wouldn't want to be part of a class with the riffraff oh with with the common with people the regulars yeah no sharing a mat you're like hey judy could you slide down yeah i just need to get my mat in here yeah, yeah. I'll buy maybe went off, huh? <laughs> maybe she would like she likes uh being with the people you know or maybe she likes being photographed by the paparazzi that's mm, another and, angle yeah. that's likely true yeah and, and the reason that she was a little miffed after class is because she got caught in a very human moment yeah right Right. <laughs> now, this also reminds me of uh, Donna. Donna once, Holly, didn't go to her gym for oh. so long yeah. that when she went back and it was like, come on, Donna, just get back in, get moving. You'll feel great. Mm-hmm. And so she was like, you know what I am? So she put her leg warmers on, her ankle weights and all the stuff, <laughs> her headband. And then she went, uh, the door is locked, turned out. That was now a shuttered business. Yeah. It was no longer there. And so it was close to my house. Now I had to go across town because they they transferred all the memberships to another gym of a different name on the other side of town. It was a whole thing. And then I I felt deflated again. I'm like, well, now what am I going to do? Did you ever go across town? Yes. Yes. And I belong there now. Wonderful. Yeah. Uh, Shut up, Steve. Nobody's talking to you. When was the last time that you went to this establishment? Thank you, Holly. All right. It's been a few weeks. Like maybe 11. (laughs) (laughs) But I'm going to get back on track. You'll see. Yeah. You're doing great. Listen, the only reason that I encourage you to do it is because of how good 
we feel mentally afterward. Like the, the, the physical high spills into a mental high where you just feel satisfied, you feel accomplished, eh. you feel ready for what's coming next. I don't know about that, but all right. All right. You know what you should do? Hmm. We should find a gym where you can guest lead a class. Ooh. No. Uh, no, no, no. Hear me out. Only, only radio listeners. And so that way they've gauged their expectations appropriately. <laughs> and then that way, like eight minutes in when you're like, all right, and now we're, let's just sit for a second. Yeah. And then we just start Smoke chatting. And then, break, everybody. Yeah. <laughs> and then 11 minutes later, you get back up. Let's do like eight more jumping jacks. And then let's just get the hell out of here. Yeah. Basically. I'd go to that class. Thank you. Thank you, Donna. Compliment accepted. <laughs> um, have you heard of Don uh, uh, of the Adventures of Bradley and Don is really into Timu? Tommy, yes, they Tommy, are. who's our uh, soup guy this week down in the cafeteria, he's into Timu as well. Well, apparently last week, um, Timu filed an antitrust lawsuit here in the United States against Shine, S H E I N. That these are both Chinese companies. Shine is called the, the a Chinese fast fashion app, and they're like, "Hey, wait, no, they do the same exact thing." And Sh- uh, they're they're claiming that Shine went to manufacturers and said, "You have to ditch your agreements with Timu, and you need to come over to us." So they the lawsuit alleges that Shine bullied eight thousand three hundred and thirty eight separate suppliers in China into signing loyalty agreements that banned them from producing Timu products and even slapped fines on anyone who dared to work with a rival company. Huh. I didn't even, I'd never heard of Shine. S-H-I-E-N? S-H-E-I-N. Okay, yeah. They're very popular. Is that right? Yeah, yeah, yeah. Yeah. Like I saw Dawn wearing something cute the other day. I'm like, did you get that on Timu? And she was like, no, Shine. Oh, so she knows Shine. Oh, yeah. Yeah, it shows up in a lot of people's feeds. Oh. You know, like, the, or yeah. if you see something or if you Google something you want to buy, oh. oftentimes they'll bring you to Shine. Yeah. And they are somewhat controversial because a lot of folks point to that uh, places like that as being fast fashion purveyors in as much as you wear it once and then you don't wear it again. And like H and M, yeah. Well, exactly. <laughs> I mean, one of, one of many uh, sure fast fashion places. So, are we meaning flat. that it's the quality ain't any good? Yeah, you know, you've seen there are folks who have posted things like melty shoes. And, like, <laughs> oh no! You know, your pants start unraveling yeah. while you're walking to the office. Yeah. Oh, how exciting! Um, now, I've never heard of Shine before today. <gasps> Oh my gosh. Yeah, you're going to start shopping there. I, I could get see it a sweatshirt yep. <laughs> there for $12.50 Australian dollars. Oh, you might want to change your currency. You ain't lying. <laughs> Do they accept Dogecoin? Because uh, I have a very finite amount of that. Well, if you ask them kindly. Oh, I like these sweatshirts. I want, oh, Steve, you have to buy something. Okay. Buy something, and then we'll talk about it. And the quality of it and oh, how no. it fits. Mm-hmm. Why would a man wear that? A lace-up sw- side swim brief. What? <laughs> really? You're getting that now. Yeah, it's a, it's a <sighs> swimming brief. It's pink. And then there's a lace-up thing that goes just around one leg. Well, I so need help to me. see that. Put a link for me. Uh-uh. Please. No, because then it's going to start showing me ads on every site. Like, are you still looking for that lace-up side swim brief? And then you'll answer yes. Yes, I am. <laughs> yes, As a I matter am. of fact. Huh. All right, Holly, we love you. Hey, bye.
Thank you. Bring, Bye. Uh, Zamboni in next. We've got a Dirt Alert in music news. It's Don and Steve on my talk.